Welcome to the Real Estate Play-By-Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top-ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Obrantz, mortgage industry veteran. On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play-by-play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. All right. Welcome back to the Real Estate Play-By-Play. Investing in real estate. Awesome topic today. It's a big topic. This comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So where do we want to start? I guess, you know, to go back to kind of a, a point of reference, if we're talking about real estate and buying your own house to live in as a football game, mm-hmm. investing in real estate as a basketball game. Yeah, I would agree. It's definitely um, a different sport altogether. The rules are different. The plays are different. All the way around, you need to be looking at different things from a different angle. Yeah. And, you know, um, if you go back in history and you look at different players, such as we talked about, um, you know, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, Michael Jordan, you know, those were multi-sport athletes. And, you know, they played in the NFL. They played baseball. They played basketball. It's different. It's different when you play a different sport. Now you still have coaches. Yes that guide yeah. you and give you the rules and tell you how to win and come up with strategies. But the game is just completely different. And I think buying an owner-occupied property, if you're playing in a football game, is different if you're going to buy a second home. Yes. And you're going to play in a football game. Definitely. Or a, so, I mean, let's talk or, about that right away, um, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think the very first thing that people need to realize is when you are buying a property that you don't plan on living in... Hmm. Unless you're paying all cash, the rules are completely completely different from a mortgage standpoint. Completely Completely different. And And that's one of the questions that we get all the time is, what's the difference between owner-occupied, second home, and investment property? Right. Right. So an owner-occupied property, pretty self-explanatory. It's a property that you intend on living in. And here's the very important asterisk. You intend on living there for at least 12 months. That That is is the the commitment that you're making to the mortgage company when you get an owner-occupied loan is that you intend to live live there for 12 months. And in some cases, they do follow up and check. Yes, I have had it happen um, where after closing, they they have crazy ways of investigating this stuff and they will find out if you have not moved into the property. So it's really important, plus it's mortgage fraud and we don't want that. But no, it's super important that you are following the rules for the game that you're playing and you're you know, know, going going into the the right bucket. bucket. So if if you you plan on living in the property for at least 12 months, you get an owner-occupied rule. That's where we have lower down payment options and things like that. We're going to save that for another another discussion. If you are planning on living in the property some of the time, so for example, I have a place in Tahoe and we go up there several times a year, but we also rent it through like an Airbnb and things like that. That's considered a second home. And there's a lot of rules around second homes, but generally it needs to make sense as somewhere that you would vacation. So if you substitute the word second home for vacation home, it makes a little bit more sense. But somewhere that you plan on staying some of the time and you could potentially rent it out, but you're not going to be renting it out to someone who's there on a long-term basis. So like, for example, um, do they ever look at mile radius? 
So say I live inland, but two miles away is a beach. Could I technically buy a house yeah. out at Stinson? Or would they look at that as it's too close mile it's wise? Where it's, it's, it's a, a great, great area. area. Um, I, mean, I mean, generally speaking, they want a second home to be about 100 miles away from your primary home. Mm-hmm. But your example is perfect, right? You, We live in you know Marin County. Stinson like Tahoe four hours away. Yeah, I mean, we're 30 minutes <laughs> from everything, which is awesome. Um, but if it's a vacation destination or recreational community, you can definitely um, make the case to make that a second home. So second homes um, in the most recent last couple of years have had some penalties in place on interest rates. They used to be the same types of loans as owner-occupied, and they're not any longer. They've gotten a lot more expensive. Uh, you know, there's just a shortage of homes available for people to live in, and so they've um, changed the rules a little bit. Right, because in the past, sometimes the game changes, and you got to adjust, throw an audible. So, like, for example, in the past, um, an owner-occupy rate, maybe the rate was 5%, yep. and a second home would be very similar to the owner-occupied rate. And then if you were doing an investment property, a non-owner, you're looking at maybe a rate of, like, 7%. Now, right. as you were saying, the rates have kind of changed. Second homes are now more closer to investment properties. Right. Yep. And so they've definitely changed the rules over the last couple of years. And it might be temporary. We don't know. You know, that's um, that's the game of real estate. Things change unexpectedly. Um, but investment properties, which is our main topic for today, uh, investment properties are generally going to be a higher interest rate from an owner-occupied loan. And you're generally going to need a lot more down payment. Okay. And I and the question I think I get a lot from people is if I have some extra money, yeah. should I invest it in the stock market? Should I invest it in real estate? And and you know, I always think of um Franklin D. Roosevelt, you know, the past president, yeah. and his famous quote that probably most of you know, real estate cannot be lost or stolen, nor nor can it be carried away. Purchased with common sense, paid for in all full, and managed with reasonable care. It is about the safest investment in the world. And I totally relate to that. Yeah. Putting your money in real estate is extremely safe. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean there's not going to be ups and downs and things like that, right? Any market fluctuates. Um, But, you know, my dad always told me growing up, and I think it came from a Mark Twain quote, they're not making any more dirt. (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) The world is as big as it's going to get. And, you know, anytime you have a supply and demand kind of situation, it becomes scarce and scarce becomes something that increases prices. And so over time, real estate is an amazing investment, especially in California. California is a very desirable place to live. And we see huge appreciation, appreciation that I don't think you could find necessarily in the stock market. It doesn't mean that there's not huge wins, right? Some people do very well in the stock market. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I don't know any other investment that you can turn a small investment into a large amount of equity in a relatively short period of time. Right. I would agree. And I mean, over COVID, when we when I was pricing at houses, believe it or not, if somebody bought their house, let's say in 2015, it was an average of a hundred grand a year they were making from the point of selling it in 2020, 2021, 2022. Isn't I mean, a hundred grand a year for not even doing anything to your house. Now, say you actually fix it up. Right. And put some paint on it, new carpet, then that's even more. I mean, I don't know a lot of areas where you can put, um, like you said, a little bit of money into it and make so much money year over year. Right. So so we know um, investing in real estate pays off. It's just shown over time. It's shown over history. It's backed up. Okay. So 
the difference I would say in buying an owner-occupied home versus a non-owner, what what are the differences? If I want to invest in real estate, yeah. what do I need? So there's a couple of gameplays that you can come in with, right? So the most traditional is you're just coming in and you want to buy an investment property. You're going to need a 20% down payment on something like that. And that scares some people um, because that's a big chunk of money in some areas <laughs> like Marin County where we're at. Uh, but generally speaking, you're going to need 20%. The other thing that you need to keep in mind is unlike regular owner-occupied loans, you can't have a gift for the down payment. And so that 20% needs to be all your own money. You can't borrow it. You can't get it from mom and dad. Now you can invest with other people. So if you and your brother wanted to buy an investment property together, you could both go in on it and both be on the loan and those kind of things. That's good to know. 20% down generally for investment property and you're looking at higher interest rates. Okay, and now what is a DSCR loan? That is a really cool program that has come out over the last several years. And so for um, individuals who may not have you know, a uh, high enough income to qualify an investment property or they're self-employed and they write everything off and all those kind of things. A DSCR loan is a loan specifically for investors. It's only for investment properties and it qualifies based on the property all by itself. So mm. plainly said, if the mortgage payment is $2,000 a month and the rent is $2,000 a month, you qualify for a DSCR loan. That's pretty cool. It is really cool. So it qualifies based on the income of the property. Um, Now, regular conventional loans will also take into consideration the potential rents on the property, which is really cool. And it doesn't already need to be rented. So if you're buying Mm -hmm. an investment property, even if it's vacant, we will take into consideration the market rent that the appraiser determines um, and factor that into the overall debt ratios. That's pretty neat. Yeah. It's really cool. So there's a couple of different ways that you can come at um, getting investment property. Option one, plain and simple, you come up with your 20% down and you go and you buy an investment property. Mm -hmm. But not everybody has that, right? So there's other ways that you can create um, ownership in real estate long-term if you have a little bit more, you know, willingness to kind of be creative. And so one of the strategies that a lot of people use is actually living in the property first, Mm -hmm. which is cool. And it's totally legal and allowed. It meets all of the requirements, but you can buy a property with 5% down payment on a conventional loan, live in it for 12 months, and then convert it to a rental property Mm -hmm. after the fact. So when you do that, your second property that you go to buy is now your new owner-occupied property, and you qualify again for 5% down. That's pretty neat. It's very cool. It's a great way. It's it's how I had my rental property. So originally, um, my husband and I bought a property using FHA financing, three and a half percent down. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was probably about twenty five thousand dollars that we we put into it, and we had to borrow that from our retirement account to do it. We you know we we started small, and we took that property. We lived in it for several years, and then when we went to buy our new property, we kept that property. And turned it into a rental property. Yeah, that's really neat. Now, well, sometimes now in that, let's say, scenario, sometimes people can't qualify to keep both properties. They can't keep it as a rental and then buy a property. Maybe they need to sell it to get that down payment to purchase the next property. Right. 
And in that case, um, if you hold it for two years, you avoid the tax consequences. And you do see that a lot with investors purchasing a property, living in it for two years, fixing it up, um, and then turning around and selling it and using that money as your down payment for your next property, like a a stepping stone. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's a great point. Um, And obviously, it's important to talk to your tax professional. But when you live in a property for at least two years, you are eligible to take $250,000 worth of gain. So if you buy the house for, you know, a million dollars and you sell it for 1.25, that entire $250,000 is tax-free. As a single person. As a single person. If you're married. If you're married, it's 500000 You get more. So you get more. So a married couple could buy a house for a million dollars, live in it for two years, fix it up, and sell it for $1.5 million, pocketing the entire 500000 without taxes. Right. Which is crazy. It's crazy. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. Uh, quite another question that I get is I'm living in a property and I want to buy another property. Can I 1031 exchange it? Great question. And so, again, talk to your tax yes, person. Yes. Always the asterisk. <laughs> We're not, talk to your tax person. Tax we are professionals. not tax professionals. However, um, a 1031 exchange. Yeah. So, A 1031 exchange is a real estate um, code, and it it, um, allows you to transfer your tax liability. Mm -hmm. But it has to be like-kind property. So it's only for investment properties. So if you are living in a property, it generally will not qualify for a 1031 exchange. There are some crazy weird loopholes where, you know, if you had a portion of the property that you ran your business out of, you could 1031 some of it and things like that. So, but generally speaking, it's investment property for investment property. So if you had a rental and you wanted to sell that rental to maybe you you had a single family home and you wanted to sell it because you want to buy a triplex. Right you can do something like that. It'd be like kind of rental yep, for a rental. Exactly. A rental for a rental. And so that would allow you to transfer that gain um, into the new property. Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily getting the taxes waived, but you're moving that tax liability into the next home. And as long as you just never finish selling, right, you're always selling in 1031 in a, into the next property, you'll avoid paying taxes on that because capital gains tax can be pretty, pretty pricey. Yeah, pretty pricey. Um, I think another question that comes up a lot with buyers is, okay, I want to invest in real estate. Where do I go? Do I go to a mortgage broker? Do I go to a bank? Can somebody like you, Danielle, do an investment property and uh, you know a primary? Yeah. And then that that seems. I know kind of it seems basic, so obvious to me and but, I just assume that everybody right. knows that, but I do get those questions <laughs> all the time. Um, so mortgage lenders, brokers, we are generally licensed by state. So I can do any type of mortgage loan anywhere in California. I'm also licensed in Nevada, but um, anywhere in California, I can do any type of mortgage loan. And as a mortgage broker, I have access to all kinds of different programs that your local bank may not have. Local banks kind of do their own thing and they might have just one type of program, but they may not have, for example, a DLCR loan. Mm-hmm. It's just not available to them. Credit unions may not have a DLCR loan. So working with a broker, I think, is super, super, super important. And it's really, really important to get your game plan in place ahead of time. Right. Absolutely. Ahead of time. You need to know what all the numbers crunch out. You need to know, you know, 
what kind of interest rate you're looking at, what your monthly payments are going to look like, and will the property cash flow? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's where a realtor could help you. You know, um, my clients can come to me and say, Hey, I want to buy this property as a real estate investment, but how much do you think I could rent it for? Because in some situations it might not make sense. Now as a real estate investment, if you're breaking even, it's a win-win in my opinion, because another year or two, you're going to be making money off that rental. Actually, in even some situations, even if you're losing like even a little bit, it still could be a winning situation to invest in that property. It's that same philosophy, right? You are treating this like an investment. Mm -hmm. And so if your mortgage payment is, let's say $3,000 a month and you can get $2,500 a month for rent, think of it as you are saving $500 a month into an investment, just like you would the stock market. Right. Five, 10 years from now, not only will rents increase over time, mm-hmm. but that property is going to be worth, you know, significantly more than it is today. Yeah. So it's and it's just- interesting, you know, you brought up um, your dad who said, you know, the dirt, they're just not making anymore. Yeah. And I think for me personally, um, I saw my parents investing in real estate, yeah. which made me want to invest in real estate. And now we have rentals, you know, we have four kids and we have three rentals. We yeah. want to get one more yeah. Yeah. Um, with the goal that, you know, they have somewhere to live when they're getting older, they could each have a property. Um, you know, and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting too, when we're talking about changing sports and sports being different investments. Um, you know, I remember, and some of you sports fans out there might remember that Michael Jordan, even though he's well known for playing basketball with the Chicago Bulls, after his father father passed away in the early 90s, switched over to playing um, with the Chicago White Sox in their minor league program because he had such a love for baseball with his family, with his dad. Um, and that brought that out. And, um, you know, seeing your family members invest in real estate yeah. really takes on a new meaning for the next person coming down the next generation. Yeah. Um, and if you can invest in real estate, definitely two thumbs up, go for it and try to do it. And, and even if you're just thinking about it, call your mortgage broker, call yeah. your realtor, find out what it takes to qualify. Right. Um, and even if you can't do it today, find out how you can save to maybe qualify in the next two or three years right. to invest in that real estate. And maybe it's a multi-step plan, right? right? So a lot of times we work with people way, way early in the process. Maybe we need to do a cash out refinance today on their current owner-occupied property, mm-hmm. save some of that down payment, wait six months, whatever we're going to do to come up with the real estate um, with the investment property purchase. You know, we, we're always looking into the future of you know, what's this going to look like five years from now, 10 years from now? Maybe that house, that condo that you're buying today might be a great rental property five years from now when your family grows. Right. right? Absolutely. There's so many options. My family was exactly the same. My parents bought fixer properties. My dad was a contractor. Most of my childhood, we were in some kind of rental property painting (laughs) and doing all the kind of work. And that's carried forward for me. And I, I mean, honestly, it has been such a big contribution to our family, the amount of equity that we have gained over a very short period of time. I can't think of any other better wealth building strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. Invest in real estate. Invest in real estate. I think that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us today. Real estate play-by-play. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app, or please share with a friend or colleague. 
For more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in the game. game!